This is In the Ring with Sumo Heavy, a weekly e-commerce podcast with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. In the Ring features interviews with e-commerce leaders, as well as the latest news and strategies to give listeners actionable ideas and inspiration for their e-commerce businesses. The podcast is a production of Sumo Heavy, an e-commerce consulting firm with offices in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. On this episode of In the Ring, Sumo Heavy CEO Bart Moraz and Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting, have a casual discussion about marketplaces. This recording took place in February of 2020. Enjoy the show. I want to know, like, what's your thoughts on marketplaces itself, like, overall this year? Uh, overall, it, it look, everyone wants a marketplace. That's, that's my feeling right now. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm finding is marketplace has become the catch-all term for not holding inventory. Um, <laughs> and so what we used to call marketplaces, um, which is sort of a very specific idea um, where the site only takes a commission, most people now just say marketplace to mean we don't want to hold inventory. Right. Um, Sort of the drop shipping thing. Yeah. It's it just sort of in there. Right. right? <laughs> it's kind of assumed in there. Yeah. Um, and so I, I find the investors I'm talking to now, most of them don't want to own anything <laughs> that requires them to have a physical asset right. um, that they're responsible for. So if you watched like Toys R Us, you know, they came back out of bankruptcy and instead of having hundreds of you know 40,000 square foot stores they right now they have two you know 2,000 square foot stores and they own zero of the inventory that is in that stuff yeah I uh, Toys R Us it's such a like a weird like for me it should have just died and I know that's like going against everybody like it should have just been done because they were too late they gave like they they're making the same kind of mistakes they did before online. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like at the beginning they did to give their site to Amazon, and what are you gonna do? You're on Amazon anyway, right? Now they're giving their site to Target, right? It's like, what's the yeah, point? Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not really, I don't really know what they're doing there, but you know, we have this brand, and everybody knows it in America, which is unbelievable. And we got to do something with it. Right. So what's the easiest way we can ease back into this brand for consumers without having to wait two years <laughs> to set up an e-commerce site? You know what I mean? Because if they did it any other way, would they have been live last year? Probably not. Yeah, uh, probably not. Yeah. But like, I feel like, is it too late for them? I don't know. I don't know. Toys <laughs> is a tough category. I mean, when you're out of the market for a year, it's hard. And you know, I'm sure they know that. But what do you do? Um, yeah, I think I one, of the th- one of the things that the investors have, like on the other side, like what do you have? You have these digital native brands like Casper mm-hmm. that have spent millions and millions to brand themselves. They are way more unprofitable even than Toys R Us ever was probably. And Definitely. still, only thirty percent of the customer knows what the heck a Casper is, right? Because people still go sleepies and whatever right. else, you know, to exactly. buy a mattress, right? Exactly. So, I one of the 
the comments I've gotten from a couple of investors is that that doesn't work either. So I, I'm seeing like brand reboots as a theme too. Well, yeah, uh, I mean the nostalgia. Because to take it. advantage of the fact that someone else has already paid for all that marketing. And so like what can I do interesting with this brand that will reintroduce it in a way um, that, that works? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, that that's going to work. Right. I mean, um, I, I know starting I'm, a brand from absolutely zero. That's hard to, you know, that's hard to. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think that's why you see more and more marketplaces kind of show up. Right. Right. It, it's so funny because I think it's, you know, Amazon technically is a marketplace, right? They have yeah. their own world of craziness. Yeah. I mean, you've been talking yeah. about Facebook too for a while. Who yeah. knows where that's going to go? Yeah. Um, you know, Shopify is kind of doing its thing. Like, is it going to be a marketplace? Is it still like that? Like you can kind of yeah. weave all the stuff around in one place. Right. right. Yeah. But it seems like everyone's building a marketplace. If you look at um, the uh, resale market, so a lot of fashion brands are doing rental, which is mm -hmm. – kind of a marketplace yep and also um kind of a i don't know what you call it sort of like resale resale of off you know it's almost like buying you know you go to the lexus dealership you buy an off lease lexus that has been driven like you know two miles and you get 30 percent off the price not that i've ever right. owned a lexus in my life i have not but, <laughs> um you go to the, like you know whatever the rei site and i don't need the newest snowboard because as soon as i use this darn thing it's gonna Drop it's gonna be value. scuffed up right, right? right, right. <laughs> so why do i need to buy a new snowboard well, I think right REI is doing that, and I think uh, wasn't North Face doing some of that too, or whoever yeah, was doing I that. I think so. So that's a that's another marketplace trend, uh, almost like certified pre-owned. You've re yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, if they can get the consumer involved in a way that's the merchandise is still authentic, which is its own issue. Yep. But um, if they can solve that then uh, it's interesting. Yeah, because you look at, uh, was it Real to Real? Real Real got, got in trouble because it was, you know, they're saying it's certified, but it's not like they're trying to do it. There's so much inventory. Yeah. Um, I've talked to um, Goodwill um, because they have those other shops that they have, you know, they've done them. And if you think about it, just the jean category, like the jeans at the high level, they have tons of them, you know, right. and they can't get rid of them fast enough. Right. You know, they have so many of them and right. you can kind of buy, you know, a 200 pair of jeans for like 10 bucks. Right. So it's, it's one of those categories and they're trying right, to move right, right. that way. So, I mean, that's a marketplace too, right? Like, yeah, it's no, for sure it is. For yeah. sure it is. It's a funny, like how they're, they're kind of stretching those boundaries around it. Right. 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 No, you know, sure. and kind of, do you define a marketplace? Is it sort of like Goodwill trying to resell stuff or is it like, sort of Etsy, right? Because that's a full marketplace where people design their stuff and do, do it or it's a, you know, a drop shipper. Yeah. I don't, like, what's the definition of it? Yeah. Um, you know, most, most traditional definitions have been don't own inventory and like <laughs> commission-based model, yeah. right? That, and um, that has been the, 
kind of the traditional definition. Yeah. I mean, we've built, um, obviously we, we worked with stadium goods, which is a sneaker world and the sneaker world is definitely crazy. Right. Cause it's yeah. all, yeah. um, uh, you know, you sell your sneakers at a shop and then you go against all this stuff. So it's like a backwards way. Right. And that's an interesting world in itself. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the sneaker I, world is changing a lot and uh, you know, StockX and goat, those guys have really taken off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a sneakerhead. I just happen to work with it. No, nor, so. am I. <laughs> no, nor am I. I have one pair of sneakers and they actually don't even fit very well. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a world, I don't know. I, I just feel like it, it, this year, I mean, 2020 is going to be interesting for, for everybody, I guess, from the, mm-hmm. from the world. I mean, Amazon just posted their, um, their thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was given, like, it's right. a funny, like, right. it's going to be big. It's always yeah. going to be big. Well, I mean, me in Manhattan, I live in an apartment building with a doorman, uh, like a package room yep. and about a month ago, right before the delivery windows ended. Yep. I, I asked them like, give me a percentage of what percentage of parcels that go through here. There are 600 units in this building are Amazon. And he's like 80, 90. Yeah. It's all Amazon. Yeah. So it's, well, it, it was obvious they were going to crush it. <laughs> like the, do the parcel, the, the package room test. Um, Right. You know, I've seen you write about this and, and I've seen it where like all these brands are getting off on Amazon to do their own thing. I mean, do you think that's a smart move? Is there a benefit to it? Is not benefit to it? Yeah. Like- um, I, I think here's the, the problem is that people for right or wrong, people aren't going to Amazon to buy branded things anymore, really. Right. I'll be honest. Like I, I even my behavior is I go to Amazon now looking for Amazon basic stuff because I don't care what it is. And even the basic stuff, like I own every button down shirt I own is Amazon (laughs) branded. I kid you not. I I wouldn't uh, say that. This is the part of the program you probably want to edit. Um, Because I don't know. I mean, as you can see. (laughs) Um, no, I don't actually, I don't want to know this because <laughs> their stuff, their Amazon, it's not Amazon branded. It's, it's one of their, right. their, their private brands. Right. Right. I love their shirts. It's a right. weird, I don't know. They work. Yeah. I mean, got a whole bunch yeah, of them. And- exactly. So I think, you know, I think what's going to happen to Amazon is that 90% of the stuff on the site is going to be F- FBA or Amazon controlled. Mm-hmm. And then the brands, it's just going to keep becoming more and more amazonified yeah because they're just talking about the luxury side of it categories luxury i I don't know that's gonna work (laughs) yeah luxury look i think here's where amazon's struggling fashion always struggled except for basics t-shirts underwear socks right yep um beauty stuff that you put on your skin or in your eye yeah uh so like makeup Mm -hmm. is not easy on amazon Right. Um, because of counterfeit and stuff. Anything baby is anything the baby that's not like heavily packaged, I think is a problem on Amazon. Diapers are probably you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is probably okay, but stuff that your baby is gonna put in your mouth that you worry if where it came from, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um 
is is a problem. So there there are categories that are definitely problems. Even electronics, I have trouble finding like try to find the official charger or case for anything on Amazon. I I defy you to find it. There, it's impossible. It's 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 impossible mm -hmm. because everyone will say it's the official charger. Right. And it's not. <laughs> it's unless not. It's, it's unless you buy it from Apple and it's an Apple logo on it. It is exactly. not official, right? No, it's not. But but I I would like to buy it from Amazon because my stuff is already in there. I know, right? Well, that's the other thing. Like it's <laughs> delivered the next day now. Like it is so crazy, especially in areas like New York or Philly. Philly has the same. Like it is delivered. Yeah. Literally, um, I I think Amazon is going to kill pharmacies. I, I think like yeah. that. That pill pack stuff is oh yeah, it's killing it. Uh, it's it, it will take off. I don't need to go to CVS anymore. Uh, no. I just ordered I just ordered three pens from Amazon. That's something I did on Amazon ten years ago. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 like if you c c combine the um, what they're doing with grocery delivery, right? I have a Whole Foods across the street from me. Literally, I look at it every right. morning. And it's a big, huge Whole Foods in Philly. It's one of it's I think the biggest one in Philly. Right. Um, has a bar in it, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, and I can get a two-hour delivery for groceries across, like across the street. Like that's crazy. Right. I can yeah. walk there, but like I can. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't I think the only that. thing that would make me go into a pharmacy is if they like put wire cutter at the front of the store, so I know. <laughs> to be like, okay, you're in the you're in the. Notebook section. This is the wire cutter notebook. Right. Buy, buy this one. Because otherwise, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to buy. I, I think without wire cutter, I wouldn't know what to buy anymore. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, pharmacies are becoming like, you know, especially, I think, especially in cities, they're becoming the, the small store, right? You can buy right. a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Food and everything else now, right? It's like Target has a, has a food section. It's like, and I think Amazon will keep doing this too. Yep. Like prepared foods and quick stuff. Yeah, everything's just um, based on so Amazon. We'll see what happens there. Let's talk about the let's talk about eBay. Does anyone want to listen to anyone talk about eBay anymore? Really? Do they? Yeah, we just talked about it. Yeah, we do. And it's funny because I'm I'm fascinated with eBay a little bit. <laughs> And, and, the, and the reason for that is it's funny because, you know, I'm old enough to been around when eBay started, yeah. right? So you, yeah. I know I used to sell on eBay. I used to do all those things. Right. eBay was just literally, I have so much shit. I want to sell it right now. Like yeah. Facebook marketplace, Mercari, all those like have to let take go. Over, yeah. Let go, all those things. Right. And that process is so easy now. eBay was the place and they want to be a full store about other products. And you're like, they kind of want to be Amazon, but not really, you know? And then they bought all these companies and then they're like, well, let's spin them out. Right. That wasn't a great idea. No. I mean, PayPal was their thing, right? Like for a long, long time. And PayPal changed too. Anyway. And in ways, that was, I mean, in ways, PayPal was a genius idea. Because, Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, remember, remember uh, eBay tried to do their own. That's the reason uh, they bought PayPal because they tried to do their own. Point. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, point. We've been around this industry. Way it, too it, long. It, it was not working. PayPal, you know, I guess when you combined Peter Thiel, um, who's the guy who started LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman, and Elon uh, Musk. Musk. <laughs> one, 
freaking startup. These are some smart dudes. <laughs> eBay had no chance. No, no. <laughs> literally. And I think people don't even notice. I think PayPal crushed them. Yeah, I don't think like a lot of people know that's actually who started off. I mean, it's still called PayPal Mafia for a reason. Yeah, you know, like those guys come out like Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and, and, like that was weird. That's a weird bit. But uh, let's talk yeah. about eBay. I, I mean, so, you yeah, have, you have thoughts. <laughs> uh, no, for sure, I have thoughts. I, I my 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 only worry is that like, do they matter? Like, what's going to happen? It seems like the investors have been in charge for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the pro- I, I, I feel it's a very much a place where like a big company, everyone knows what needs to be done. The specs are already written and sitting on H drives all across eBay. Right. Because they have H drives. They don't have Google drive. I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> um, and, um, but nobody can do anything. Because it, it takes a nine-month committee to decide what to put on the roadmap. And then when it gets on the roadmap, they give it three months to work. Right. And then it's canceled four months later because there's a new leader. I mean, that is eBay. Yeah. Do you think somebody like Facebook would just buy them? <laughs> why, like, why, <laughs> why would you? I mean, look – eBay is tremendously profitable. It is, it, it's a super iconic brand. I think some of the most interesting parts of eBay are the international scope of it. Yep. Uh, eBay Australia is bigger than it, much bigger than Amazon or any other site there. eBay Germany is a powerhouse. eBay UK is still big. Um, but eBay is just weaker in every dimension than it used to be who wants to take on this massive company with all these tech problems? Yeah. I don't know. That's the answer that, that that's my worry. Like I just put on your manager hat for a second. Like, would you want to manage that integration process? I mean, we have, so no. (laughs) I mean, mean, if you were, if you were a Facebook manager and someone says, Hey, Bart, uh, over the next six months, just, just integrate eBay with the rest of our culture. (laughs) Like, it's a very, very, my head would explode. That's like a difficulty nine. Yeah. I mean, the reason I'm actually, the reason I asked, because you're talking about Facebook doing commerce stuff. And and yeah, I I agree with you. I've been, I've been talking about Facebook, like you could run and it's been years and we've talked about this before is that um, you could run full QVC on top of Facebook Mm. without Actually, yeah. like, and then, you know, QVC or, or any one of the shopping networks, you can run it on top of Facebook without, right. and having a better success. And I think nobody has done it. Like you can do shows with advertising, you know, you can shop on it. Like there's so much tools that you don't have to build anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Right. And, and, and they've been getting better and better and better. I mean, obviously they, you know, own Instagram, which is, you know, you can blow that up like crazy. Right. Um, right. Like, why would you want a shopping network anymore? You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. And the fact that they have Instagram means they actually have a brand that people care about. Mm-hmm. It, that means they've solved the problem that eBay could never solve, which is like how to have like a semi-premium brand and, and how to have like a everything else brand. Right. Which is what, what eBay was. And right now it seems like the Facebook marketplace is kind of the everything else brand. 
it's just like random stuff from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is okay because um, I can tell you when I move, you need from, that stuff sometimes, right? You do. And it's funny because I, uh, when I was moving back to Philly from New York, I used it to get rid of a lot of my stuff. Um, and I had some funny experiences cause I was like, everything's free. Your charge is to be <laughs> up. Right. I had people ask me if I could deliver. <laughs> zero dollars and if i could deliver and i'm like no free like, shipping but you don't offer free shipping on free stuff no <laughs> no that, that was the cost you need to go pick it up which was uh, it's just amusing to me like right we're not doing that yeah you know what does it tell you right like all you have to do is come to the like i lived in manhattan it wasn't that hard yeah um so that just kind of tells you yeah. where where that world went <laughs> i know so any, anyway ebay they don't have a CEO now, so nothing's happening really. Um, Actually, film, you know what? I, the fulfillment I service. That. Yeah, no, they haven't had a CEO for five months. the The CEO stepped down, and or was pushed out, either depending on maybe who you ask. Right. Uh, about five months ago, um, I think the board pushed out Devin because of, they disagreed on what was going to happen to the company, and my suspicion has always been that. Devin wanted to grow it and keep it largely intact yeah. and the board wanted to sell it off in pieces or something or to like radically restructure it. Uh, that could be the opposite, but that was my feeling um, about what, why, um, why he left. Who wants the job? You're getting into this, like eBay is kind of in, I mean, other than the fact that they're amazingly profitable, um, you're kind of in Yahoo territory a little bit Ooh, where yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, you said you, you, you've been involved with eBay for 15 years. The, the site's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's, it's uh, a clearing house for my parents' uh, garage <laughs> and basement. Um, yeah. That's literally it. Like uh, my mom is, my mom has been killing on it to be yeah. fair. Um, if you know what you're doing, like, I think the resale market, like we talked about earlier, I think doing garage sales and if you know how to sort of, you know, flip all that stuff, like the flipping game, yeah. you can do well, you can do really, really well. And it doesn't have to be eBay. It could be yeah. obviously everything else now, but you know, with still there. My, my girlfriend, <laughs> so I, I get all my uh, retail fashion advice from my girlfriend and she tells me about all these different sites, like Poshmark, ThreadUp, like yep. all the ones. She's buying from all of them all the time. Yeah. And so she made a comment the other day that it was like interesting, like eBay's pricings are getting lower because there's less competition there because consumers aren't thinking about it as much. As a result, she can buy, find better deals there yep. than she used to be able to find. I, and, um, and it's funny. That's a funny comment because you could probably buy stuff. On which eBay. is kind of the opposite. I mean, that's good. <laughs> consumers yeah. finding value, but yep. it's bad in that, there's less stuff there and you kind of have to hunt around for it. <laughs> um, but I wonder if it's going to be like, that so comment you just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the comment you just made, like, I wonder if it's going to be like, you can buy stuff off eBay and then sell it for double on all this other sites, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it, which makes it totally crazy and ironic all at the same time. It's possible. Nice, nice. All right, Rick, what are you, you know, give us your, your sort of, sort of, what are you doing? What are you consulting on? All that fun stuff. Cause you started the company almost a year ago. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. The first company I've ever started from scratch. Um, so I, I'm 
essentially I'm doing, uh, I started a strategic e-commerce consult consultancy and interesting part is I'm helping two types of clients. One is entrepreneurs that are selling software and service solutions to retailers and brands. Um, those people need help selling their products better mm -hmm. uh, into the market, going to market something, usually something to do with sales and marketing strategy. They need help. Like who should I sell to? How do I reach them? What should my message be? How do I make myself different than all these competitors that are out there? Who should I partner with? All these sorts of questions entrepreneurs would like kind of an advisor to be on part of their journey with them so that they make fewer mistakes and execute faster. Uh, so that's kind of one part of the game uh, that I'm working with uh, several start, uh, startups. So I was, you know, I about um, two weeks ago, I finished an engagement with a, a conversion enhancement app that's on the Shopify app store cool. and they pre-funding and they just want to know, like their key question was like, how do I make it so that everyone doesn't copy me? <laughs> you know, oh, how, do, how do I actually create defensible value in this universe where anything can be copied? Yep. And so it was like, it's a really thoughtful question that he wanted help with um, because he wanted to create a company that would last for the long term. Um, and knowing that they didn't have a ton of resources to start with. Yep. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, and so I work kind of a, the, in, in that space, there are kind of two main ecosystems right now, as you know well. One is Shopify, one is Amazon. And so there are lots of people trying to sell so, solutions and services to those uh, recipients. I mean, you know, as, a, yeah. as an agency, if you build out a Magento Shopify store, it's like, how many plugins do you need? Like yeah. thousands. Yep. You know, it feels like. But, you know. It does, and I'm right. up yet. and same thing with Shopify. It's like how many things am I going to pay for? And yeah, right. absolutely. So each one of those is an entrepreneur and a business that needs help. How right. how like how do I sell to stores? Like how how do I get more installs? How do I like so that's one part of my business, and then the other part of my practice is helping investors, uh, CEOs, and boards incubate and grow kind of a new digital and or e-commerce businesses. So generally this group has money, they have an idea, um, but they don't have someone or a team that they can trust to execute right. in such a complex domain. And so it's not like you're a retailer and you have a staff of 10 or 15 and you need to go out and find an agency. And that's your job. Like I need to find an agency to build out a website. Yep. That's, like, that's like one of a hundred things you need to do to start an e-commerce business, right? Yep. And so that's, that's the gap I bridge as a consultancy, really, is the gap between if, if you're an agency, you're, you're saying like, why am I spending a time, all this time on the client? I'm giving so much free consulting. Like, so that's, that's sort of my space in the market. That, that's how I make money is to avoid agencies having to waste their time with things that they don't want to be good at. They, they want to be good at design build and getting the market fast, but everything else, like what should I, what, what should my strategy be? Yep. Like, <laughs> should I make this a dropship model or a marketplace? Like I know they're asking you those questions. 
Right? No, they do. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we kind of we kind of uh, walk sort of in between lines. Like, uh-huh. your consulting firm, our consulting firm, kind of walk those lines because we do those, right? Yeah, we yeah. do talk to clients and and walk through the technology side of it and figure out, you know, we. Right the one we actually lost was one of those, like they need help, but they just went with a consulting firm that just like, all right, it's going to cost you this much money. We're just going to do it. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to solve all that stuff for you. And then we're going to find an agency for you also. Well, they're like, no, we're all, we're right. Oh, they're going to do it too, baby. They're just going to do it. Right. No, no, they literally pitched it as we're just going to do it. And we're (laughs) like, wait, 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 slow down. You don't know what you're talking about yet. You don't know what right. technology, where you are. You none of that is figured out. It's literally right. right. We're like, so we're anyway, do that. Anyway, yeah. on the on the consultant side, what I'm doing is essentially helping them build a business plan and a strategy, including like down to the P and L level. Like, this is what the business is going to look like. Here are the drivers of the business, and then here are all the partners that you need across operations, customer service, you know, three PL. Yep. It, you know, marketing, um, photography, you know, integration, Everything. integration, <laughs> dropship, like just, you could just keep going on and on, um, of the types of companies you need to talk to, to put together an e-commerce business that's going to work. Um, and if they're putting yep. in, if these guys are putting in play a lot of money, then they need, they need help. And the last thing they want to do is pick an agency because someone they know use them. And then, it's not right fit. It's not, you know, the they, right they market. It's not all those things. They interview one, you know, they don't even know what to ask them. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I bridge that. Basically, I function like, I try to think like them, you know what yep. I mean? So like, yep. I help them ask smarter questions and hire the right types of partners. Cool. Um, well, that's so, awesome. It's fun. All right, Rick. Yeah. All right, Rick. Where people can find you. I mean, obviously on LinkedIn because that's where you do most of your writing now. What? Awesome. I'm on LinkedIn? Uh, last time I checked, yes. I basically <laughs> make all my questions just looking at your LinkedIn lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can find me. Uh, my website is rickwatson.io and my email is rick at rickwatson.io. Awesome. And then just find him on LinkedIn. He writes really that's fun right. stuff. All right. Thank you for doing this, Rick. Uh, we'll definitely have you more often because this is more fun than just interviewing. That's, that's cool. Uh, cool. Well, you guys have a good weekend and uh, good talking to you. Yeah. A big thank you to Rick Watson for joining us on the show today. That'll do it for In the Ring for this week. If you enjoy the show, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, tell your friends, tell your grandma. And if you have any questions or ideas for the show, reach out to us on all our social medias at Sumo Heavy or drop us a line at hello at sumoheavy.com or visit our website at sumoheavy.com. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week in the ring.